Welcome to the Wild Teal Podcast. For more information about my online courses like Yoga for Busy People, visit wildteal.com. And for information on my alchemical crystal and stone elixirs, visit obsidianbutterflyelixirs.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all the goodness to come. Welcome back to the mountains. Evening has fallen over River Song, my mountain sanctuary farm. In fact, it's well into night. And it's a new moon, so it's very, very dark outside. When I walk out and just go down the steps from our porch and look out, I can't even, can barely, barely see the shed, and that's only about another 50 feet. It's the kind of dark that later in the night when I wake up and bring my hand up in front of my face, I likely will be able to barely see it, if at all. And I was thinking about the night and how much I love it. You know, when the sun goes down, it feels like a respite. It feels like a soft blanket that wraps around me and allows me to retreat from the busyness of the day, allows me to settle in with a book and a cup of tea, or to sit with my husband, just to be calm and quiet. And when I'm up here, I often sit in our little cottage, our little farmhouse, or even go out and sit at the bottom of the stairs or on the bridge that goes over the river, and I just listen to the sounds of the night. All the little nocturnal creatures that come out, sometimes bats will swoop overhead, and just enjoy the quiet and the peace of evening. But many people find that the dark is one of the most frightening things. And so I thought that this dark evening would be a nice time to record a podcast I've been thinking about for a while. And this one is about wild fear and wild courage. Have you ever sat on the edge of your bed with your feet tucked up under you, tucked up because you were afraid if you let one of them dangle, or heaven forbid, touch the floorboard beneath you, that something would reach out from under the bed and grab your foot? Mm. This is the monster under the bed scenario. I think we've all been through that. The monster under the bed, the monster in the closet, the monster in the dark wood. What do all of these things have in common? Well, they generate fear in us because they are something that is unseen. I mean, we don't think there's anything under the bed. We probably, you know, looked there once or twice during the day. Maybe we even had someone else check under the bed for us as we were being tucked into sleep. And yet, in that moment, sitting with our feet tucked up, we will still think, I wonder what's there in that unseen dark cave under the bed. And so, the first thing I would put to you, that our fear, our wild fear, is generated from a place of not knowing. A fear of the things that we can't see. And that doesn't just mean the monsters under the bed. 
That means anything that we can't see. Up here at the farm, I feel very comfortable in the dark of night. But I've had friends and family stay here and sleep on the couch near the windows. We don't really have curtains because we're so far out. There's there's really no need. And tell me that they spent part of the night worried that something was going to pop up in the window out of the dark. Again, that fear of the unseen, that fear of what's out there. Is it different from me? The unseen is often something that we feel we can't understand, that we won't understand. So when we have this this base primal wild fear that comes from things that we don't know or understand or can't see, how do we work with them? And this is a question that has been particularly strong in my heart now, because at this time in my country, in the United States, there's a lot of fear. And we have a government that has been put in place that is stimulating a lot of fear. And it is really doing its workings and, and uh, basing itself from a place of fear. And so what it's saying is that there's many things out there that you can't see, that you don't understand, that may harm you. And while that can be true, certainly, there are things out there in the world that can harm us. We have to take a quiet, careful look when anyone tells us that something is something we should be afraid of. It's always easy to fear the other, to fear the unseen. Perhaps that's someone coming to this country from another country. My family came from other countries. They came right around the time of World War I, from Italy and from Ireland. They came on boats into Ellis Island, and they came full of fear, but also full of hope. They had no idea really what they were getting themselves into. They had no idea of what they would find here. But that hope and that feeling of wanting something different, something more, outweighed their fear. It was enough for them to overcome that fear of the things that they didn't know. But when they got here, these Italian and Irish immigrants were really not met with great fanfare. They were met with a lot of suspicion. They were met with a lot of negativity. Um, People said things like, you know, about them, like that they were criminals or that they were um, races of people that were just inherently bad in some way, Um, violent or lazy, or um, they expressed a fear that they would take jobs away from the people that were already here. They expressed a fear that they would overrun certain areas. Fears were expressed also about their religion, because these people, these Irish and Italians, were Catholics coming in, and that was a religion that was met with a lot of suspicion. And over time, those people worked hard and built their businesses and built a lot of wonderful things into the American culture. And now, by and large, they're really regarded well. People with 
Italian and Irish ancestry, or even when people from those countries come here now, are usually met with great joy and love and received well. And that's because now there's something that is known, something that is understood. So I think that immigrants or people from different countries, people of different cultures and different races, are a very good example of where we can feel a great fear of something that is unknown to us. So again, how do we remedy this? I think that we remedy it by bringing it into the light and by getting to know what is really there. Because monsters love the dark. They love to hide in the shadows. But the moment that we shed some light on them, we usually see that they're not monsters at all. And so to take this example again of immigrant peoples, I think to interact with them, to befriend one, to check in with ourselves, to make sure that we aren't judging a whole group of people without even knowing one. It's easy to do that. It's easy, especially now with so much media being thrown at us all the time, to separate the wheat from the chaff. So I think that we have to take control of our own lives. We have to question unceasingly. We have to go out and meet people that maybe we feel afraid of. And that brings us to the place of how do we summon courage? How do we summon the courage to do that? I think the thing about courage is it doesn't mean that we don't have fear. It simply means that we overcome it enough to take action. And through those actions, we can see the truth of something. And through that truth, our fear will be diminished. It may even leave us entirely. There's a quote by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was the 32nd president of the United States of America. And he said, Courage is not the absence of fears, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. And I love this because I think that that something else, that something that is more important than fear, is us. It's us living and working together as one people on this small, beautiful planet so that we can protect it, so that we can love it, so that we can thrive and flourish together. That is something so much more important than all of our fears. And we can trust that fear can be there to protect us, to help us, but that we also must be the ones that have the courage to see clearly and to be in dominion over our fear. When we let our fear run in ways that overcome us, run amok and be controlled by others, we lose sight, not only of ourselves, but of each other of what we have to offer each other, the ways that we can grow by knowing each other truly, knowing each other and understanding each other. Another thing that Franklin Delano Roosevelt said was that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And I think, and I have found in my own life, 
that the fear of a thing is always bigger than the thing itself. The reality is always different from that fear of that monster in the dark. Once I bring it out into the light and see it clearly, it's not so scary. And I can know and trust that I have the capability and the heart to deal with it. So I would encourage you to be bold, be courageous, turn off your TV and your radio, block out all of the extraneous and outside sources that tell you what to think and fear. And instead, sit quietly and begin to really listen to what your fear has to tell you. To really feel the separation that it creates. Make an inquiry of this thing. And take your time with it. There is no rush. This is important work. And when you've fully explored that fear, then you can take the time you need to find the courage that you have deep inside you to face those fears. If perhaps your fear resonates with the things I've been talking today, maybe your fear circles around a fear of the other as it manifests in others, people from other places or different cultures or religions, then maybe go out and find just one of those people to talk to. Ask them about their fears. Ask them about their courage. Compare notes. Be human beings talking together, sitting together. Have a cup of tea and get to know each other. And then see the state of your fear. See if there really is a monster under the bed or if there's nothing at all. So my gift to you at the end of this podcast is a little short guided meditation just to help you to calm the fears, to get in touch with them, and to find your bold, wild courage inside of you. So take a comfortable seat with your spine straight and begin to take some deep breaths into your belly. With each deep breath, allow the breath to become more full, reaching down all the way to the base of your root, all the way into your pelvic bowl, and then let it expand from there into your belly, into your lungs, your chest. Let the breath massage your heart. Let it reach out to the boundaries of your skin to your fingertips and toes and the top of your head. Let each breath fill you up and let each exhale release any tension, anything that you're holding. And as you continue to breathe this way, bring into your mind a picture that represents one thing that you fear most right now in your life. Know that as you bring this picture to mind, that you are held in a completely safe space. Nothing can harm you. And let the flowing of your breath help you to remain calm. And as you breathe, 
see where this fear resides in your body. Where do you experience this fear as a bodily sensation? Do you feel it in your heart, in your chest? Do you feel it in a constriction in your shoulders? Does it make you feel like you want to run? Does it feel like a disturbance deep down in your belly or even lower down in your root? Just tune in as you breathe and experience this fear. Now with your next breath, summon your courage. Summon it from the place right below your rib cage in the middle of your body. Summon it from your solar plexus, this place of will, of action. See it like a warm sun, lighting up all the deep, dark caverns that hold your fear, illuminating them so that you can see them clearly. Can you see? Is this fear worth having? Is this fear a worthy challenge? Or is it just something that is making life harder? Can you discriminate between the real and the unreal in this fear? Breathe deeply into that. And with your next breath, use your courage to see this fear in a different light, to see this fear in its mirror version. What if there was nothing to fear here from this thing or from this person or this place? Can you peer into your mind's eye to see this fear in a different way? Just follow your breath into this alternate way of seeing. Don't force it. Just cultivate it by being still and quiet and breathing. Breathe, feel, relax, and allow. And now with your next breath, bring both of your hands up to your heart and repeat these words to yourself. I am now and forever held in safety and peace. I am now forever held in safety and peace. I am now forever held in safety and peace. Take another deep breath. Begin to open your eyes and know that you are held in safety and peace and that you are loved. I leave you today at the end of this podcast with blessings. I'm sending out courage and fearlessness to you. Have the courage and fearlessness to explore all that is within you, all that you think and feel. Walk in peace walk in beauty, walk in courage, 
and live your wild. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I welcome you and invite you to connect with me more. Visit wildteal.com for online classes, for wonderful blog posts, for one-on-one work with me, and visit obsidianbutterflyelixirs.com for alchemical stone and plant medicines. Blessings and namaste.